Praise God. Has he been good to anyone in the house? Praise God. He's a good God. Amen. Good, good, good God. Great God. What a wonderful Savior we serve today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thankful that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. Yes, amen, amen. All the days of my life. Amen. If you want the goodness and mercy to follow, dwell in the house. Amen. Dwell in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Thankful to be in the house, aren't you? Amen, amen. Feels good to be in the presence of the Lord. Thankful for the move of the Holy Ghost we have had this morning, again tonight. Powerful. God is a miracle working God, Sister Baker. Yes, he is. God can provide. Just today, another miracle. God provided. I won't get into details, but I'll just say yet another miracle this afternoon yes amen blessing someone amen amen i just we serve a miracle working god yes we do maybe down the road we'll talk more about it just again celebrating giving god the glory it's just sharing with my wife the miracle and she's like this God is just a miracle-working God. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what, what a wonderful God we serve. Amen. My, my, my. Amen. It's good to be in the house. Good to see everybody here tonight. And uh, good to have with us. I'm trying to read the writing. Is it, is it Tiger or Tizel? Alonzo? Tizo. Is it Tizo? God bless you, Tizo. Good to have you with us. Just make yourself at home. Amen. Tizo, Alonzo. Amen. Good to have you. Good to have Rita with us. God bless you. Good to see you. Amen. It's been a long time since we saw Rita. Good to have her with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. And good to see everybody else. Matter of fact, why don't you turn to two or three people and just tell them it's good to see them in the house of the Lord tonight. One old, one old preacher told me, he said, it's better to be seen than viewed in the house of the Lord. Right. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Praise God. How many believe that great things are in store? Amen. Praise God. Amen. I'm believing great things. And uh, I just feel... A lot of things going on, a lot of issues that people are facing, even within our church. And the devil's going to try to come. He's, well, I say going, he has been trying to sow discord and cause division. 
put stumbling blocks in our way. What that tells me is that we must be doing something right. I said we must be doing something right. Amen. Praise God. That means God's fixing to do something great because the devil trying to prevent it. But I'm telling the devil, serving him, notice greater is he, the Lord, that's in us. Yes, amen. Than he that's in the world. Praise God. I don't think the devil wanted Jesus to be resurrected on the third day, but he didn't have a choice. I'm going to serve notice. He doesn't have a choice whether we have revival. We have a choice. And if picking up on Wednesday night, we're going to bind together in one mind and one accord. Yes, amen. And we are going to pray and we are fasting, that believing that God will unite us together and put, bring us into one mind and one accord. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. And so I... I want to preach tonight or teach or talk or share my heart with the church about what I feel we are entering today is day one of God bringing us together. God has to trim. God has to cut away some things. If God has to do a work in us and through us, so be it. Grant it, Lord. Because I want a spirit of unity, of oneness. We know that God is a holy God, and He said, Be ye holy even as I am holy. The root definition of holy is one. He is one. And He said, You need to be, be as one as He is one. One mind. There's power of oneness. <laughs> well, hallelujah. So I want to take my text tonight from a scripture I think most of us could probably quote. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. And I was doing a little study on this. And I'll share with you in a moment how I got a little deeper understanding. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Now, the writers of the King James Version added all the commas. There was no commas in the original writing. So he's saying... If you shall humble themselves and pray, it's together, it's a conjunction. You have to have both for them to work as one. And seek my face, we have to do that. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I'm just going to title this tonight, simple, simple title, A Call to Prayer. A Call to Prayer. Would you help me pray that God would 
minister to us and bind us together in one mind and one accord tonight. God, we give you glory and praise. And I covet your anointing, your favor, your blessing. And God, I pray the unction of the Holy Ghost would move on us in this house, speak to us, give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of God. And God, let us not be hearers only, but doers of your word. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would strengthen each and every one here tonight. Bind us together, for a threefold cord is not so easily broken. And God, I pray you would bind us together in cords of love, in one mind and one accord in this place. In Jesus' name, for your glory and for your purpose to be revealed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, it's an if, then, if we will, he will. If we will, He will. If we will pray and fast and unite, God will step on the scene. If we will humble ourselves and pray and seek His face and turn from our wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin, He said, and He would heal our land. And that word pray there, humble themselves and pray, the Hebrew word is palal. It means to, to judge, really to judge themselves. I know it means, it, it's, it's recorded, has a couple of definitions in the Hebrew, to intercede or to interpose, to insert between one thing and another. To, to insert, amen, when somebody's lost, we are inserting between judgment and their state of being lost and that God we are asking you to spare them we are asking you to save them and that's that's good to do that Abraham prayed for Lot and his family and Sodom and Gomorrah and he said if there be 50 if there be 40 if there be 30 even 10 and he prayed for the people Moses prayed for the people and throughout the Bible you find where leaders prayed for the people of God and interceding and that's what we need in this day and age some intercessors and I'm thankful this church has some intercessors some people godly people that know how to pray that know how to intercede and interpose and insert themselves in their prayer between one thing and another because there's some people that are lost and they're going to hell but we are trying to intercede on their behalf they don't even know it. They don't even realize it most of the time. But we are interceding. We are standing in the gap. We are making up the heads on their behalf. And I'll just get it out right now. Prayer works too. Intercession works. Interposition works. Praise God. And here he says that the people who are called by His name, shall humble themselves and pray. He says to, it's to humble and to pray as if to judge themselves. I wonder if that's why Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse number 6, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth, in secret shall reward thee openly. 
I, I find it interesting here how there, I think there's a connection between that and our text in 2 Chronicles that people need to pray about the skeletons in their own closet. God help me before I start trying to intercede for some. Let me first intercede for my own soul. Save yourself from this untoward generation. We're living in a generation where everybody wants to find fault with somebody else. I want to pray for them, you know, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, and I'm looking for the speck in their eye when I got a big old beam in my own closet. He said, humble themselves in prayer to, to, to judge themselves. God, help me to start right here. God, help me, Michael Mullings, to say, God, what do I need to do? Search me, oh God. Search my heart, oh God. Create in me a clean heart. Before I start worrying about everybody else's heart, I want to pray, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Because this is what I believe. If you'll pray for the things in your closet nobody knows about, and if I pray over the things in my closet that nobody knows about, we can get on one mind and one accord. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help our church right now. I, there's a lot of times when, you know, people say, well, he passed a priest a message. He was walking on down their aisle, wasn't he? He came by and was, he was peeking in your closet, huh? He was pulling skeletons out of your closet. And we, will, we do that, but we got our closet closed. When's the last time you did a little praying in your own closet? When's the, little, when's the last time you did a little interceding on your own behalf? little interposition on your own spiritual well-being. Oh, hallelujah. God, help me right now. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast, and I know it's a secret place, and we're not, you know, trying to dirty, you know, uh, air out all of our dirty laundry to everybody. A lot of us got skeletons in closet, and we're praying over them. We don't want nobody to know about them. But if at least you'll get in there, and you'll start seeking the mind of God, and, Asking God to help you with whatever it is you're going through in your own closet. Did he not continue to say, and when you pray, use not, or when you say, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. When the unseen sees, when the unseen sees, us enter into our own closet and say, God, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. God, I'm interceding for my spiritual well-being. I'm interceding for my relationship with you. Jesus, I want to intercede for my family, for this house, for my household. God, above all else, we must be saved. I think when we lift up and try to intercede for others, I think it's important that we do so with the right mindset, as was mentioned earlier. With our mind, Brother Piercy mentioned at the beginning of service, with our mindset, with our own motive. It matters how we pray. Our motive for our prayers matter. Prayer in the Old Testament often was 
uses a petition was, is, is really a petition is a formal or legal petition. is seeking a specific court order. Prayer is pleading our case to the judge. Prayer is not pleading the judge to make and take our case and take our side, but it's pleading our case to him. A petition in a legal document, in a legal courtroom, is the first document, if you will, that seeks a judge order. We enter our closet, we enter, we spend some time in prayer. What are we doing? We're seeking the judge's approval. We're bringing our case before the Lord. I can't change people, but I know a judge. I can't change how some people view things, but I know a judge. I can't change always my situation and what I'm going through, but I know a God that can. I didn't know how this, this miracle is going to happen or that miracle is going to happen, but I simply prayed and asked God and trusted in Him for this and that and this and that, and I interceded and I, I brought my petition before the throne room of mercy and grace, and God heard my petition. God accepted the case and said, now you've got the judge, the king of kings on your case. Amen. I'm still talking about prayer. How should we pray? Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 6, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. If you want to get anything out of prayer, you have to pray His will, not your will. You need to pray His will, His way, not yours. Brother Morton preached a couple years ago. and he, he said this, we need to pray God's will, God's way, and God's time. It's God's will, not my will. It's God's way, not my way. It's God's time, not my time schedule. Amen. Praise God. We heard tongues and interpretation about things that are happening right now because it's God's time that it happens. Revival's coming because it's time. We're praying not our will, but thy will be done. As it is in heaven. And Jesus went on to pray and teach his disciples. He said, give us this day our daily bread and... Forgive us. How many need forgiveness? How many need forgiveness? Who here tonight needs the mercy of God? His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are from everlasting to everlasting. And I'm thankful for that because I need the mercies of God. I need forgiveness. And I asked who needs forgiveness. Everybody, just about everybody all over this house raised their hand. But you do need to understand, Jesus taught us a very important lesson right here in his prayer on how forgiveness works. He prayed, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In other words, God forgives us as you forgive others. God gives you mercy as you give others mercy. Yeah. 
Blessed are the merciful in Matthew chapter 5, for they shall obtain mercy. If you want mercy, you need to be start giving mercy to someone. If you need forgiveness, you need to be willing to give forgiveness to others. Forgive us as we forgive. My, my, my. If God said tonight, came or sent an angel here tonight and had an angel walk in and said, the angel said, I will, I will give you ten times whatever, whatever amount you give, you give to somebody else tonight, you'd be writing all kinds of checks. Brother McGee, I don't know if you got it, but you'd be writing a million-dollar check if you knew an angel was going to give you ten times that amount. Just hit me. That's kind of like tithing, isn't it? They came to you and said, man, if you, I'll give you a, an avid fishing reel. And the angel said, I'll give you ten times the amount of avid fishing reels you give away. Brother Drew would be giving out every avid reel he got in his little safe at home. Or whatever that little cabinet thing he got with the cool fishing things and stuff on it, whatever. But that's kind of how forgiveness works. Forgive us as we forgive. And you can't outgive the Lord. So if you give forgiveness and you give mercy, He's going to give you a whole lot more forgiveness and mercy than you could. And can I just be real honest, real honest tonight? I need that kind of mercy and forgiveness. <clears throat> Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And then He goes on to say, for if you forgive men their trespasses, same context, still talking about how to pray, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. God help us as we pray and fast in this season of praying and fasting to have a spirit of forgiveness, to have a meek and contrite heart. Praying, interceding for our own benefit, but also for the benefit of our brothers and sisters. Richard Trench once said, prayer is not getting man's will done in heaven, but getting God's will done in earth. He said, thy will be done in earth. <clears throat> we make our petitions known unto glory, not so that our will's done there, but, but that his will will be done here. Pastor, do you ask God to do things on your behalf? Absolutely. <laughs> Pastor, do you ask God to bless you, to bless the church, and to provide? And Oh, absolutely I do. If it's His will. God, if it's your will, would you bless so-and-so with? God, you know the need that this, this saint over here has. God, I pray you would bless him. God, if it be your will, I pray you would bless him. Because sometimes God knows the thing you're, you're, you're asking God to bless them with may not be really good for them. Or God may have a better way or a better plan in mind. So God, if it's your will, go ahead and bless them with. James 4 and 3, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. 
that you may consume it upon your love. So I'm not asking for my will to be done, done there. I'm asking for God's will to be done here. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, Elisha prayed, the Bible says, and said, Lord, I pray thee, his servant was, was there, and they were afraid because they were completely surrounded by the enemy. And he says, God, I pray that you would open his eyes, that he may see. He didn't pray that the enemy be defeated. He said, God, would you give him eyes that he might see? And, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And I've said this before, but I got revelation in studying this one a couple years ago. And that I'd always heard it preached that there were, the enemy had surrounded Elisha. And I've heard it preached that, that around the enemy was, was the, an, 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 uh, an encampment or a host of angels around the enemy. That's not what it says. It says everywhere they looked, Elisha and, and the enemy were surrounded by the enemy. But when, when God opened the eyes of, of Elisha's servant, he looks. And everywhere around Elisha were angels. In other words, the enemy couldn't get to Elisha without going through an angelic host first. Can I tell you, when you pray, God can, will encamp around you. He will protect you. God, open my eyes to see your provision and your protection and your shielding blessing around me. You see, what happens is prayer gives us the proper perspective. Well, Tracy mentioned perspective. We have to have a proper perspective. We need to see the things that God wants us to see and see and look at them how God wants us to see and look at them. And when we have the right perspective, it'll change your outlook. When I have the right perspective, the perspective God wants me to have, it changes the way I view things. Hello. I know it's more like a Wednesday night or a Bible study, but this, 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 is where, this is where the rubber meets the road tonight. This is how revival is going to come. Arthur Hopkins said, our prayer and God's mercy are like two buckets in a well. While one ascends, the other descends. When we pray, God's mercy comes. When we pray, revival will come. When we pray and fast and unite, the blessings of God will, the windows of heaven will open up. Ephesians 6, 18, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Supplication simply means to seek favor. Praying for favor for all the saints. I pray God bless all the church. I want revival for every family. I want the blessings of God for every family at the Apostolic Rock Church. I want mercy and grace for everybody. <clears throat> Praise God. I want the favor of God for every family. I want the favor of God for every one of our kids. I want the favor of God for every grandkid. I want the favor of God for all of your family members and extended family members. Amen. We pray how we pray matters. We pray... In Jesus' name, Colossians 3.17, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Jeremiah 33.3, God said, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou 
knowest not. I'm thankful I can call on the Lord. And when I pray in Jesus' name, you got to understand this. Prayer is a direct line to glory. Praying is a direct line to His ear. But I said a minute ago, how you pray is important. Because James chapter 5, verse 13, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. If they're sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And we did that tonight. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. That's powerful. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The prayers of a righteous man, not the prayers of an unrighteous man. That's why we have to find our own closet first. That's why I have to search and let the Holy Ghost deal with my own heart first. That's why I have to submit myself and say, God created me a clean heart. Why? Because I want to be, be a righteous man with righteous prayer. Because the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. If I'm praying... And I'm not right. I wonder just how far my prayers will ascend. When I'm praying and I've got things in my closet I'm not, I won't deal with or refuse to deal with. Or I don't want to see. I don't want to. I just wonder how high my prayer is going to ascend. Because we know that our prayers, the prayers of righteous men will ascend into glory and it's like an incense and God keeps those and He puts them in vials. And Every prayer you pray, a righteous man or a righteous woman prays, it availeth much and it goes up into glory. And God uses that and He's going to pour out blessing and favor for the righteous prayer. So can I just encourage our church, just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. God hears you. You have an open line you have an open line to glory. I, I, I don't know how I, I like object lessons and things, and this is how my mind thinks, but I've been to the Ronald Reagan Museum a couple of times. And I've seen pictures of the White House. I don't know if they have this anymore. I, I don't know if the current president has this on his desk. I have no idea how it works, but uh, I've seen pictures, and it seems like they always have a red phone on the desk. The red phone is like, that's it. That's for the important calls. That's where they got the nuke codes and all that stuff. And that's, a, that's a, if I want to talk to the, the, you know, the head general, I'm getting on the red phone. Sometimes I think I ought to get a phone in my office at work and make it paint it red. Make it just, that's the red phone. But when you call on the name of the Lord and you pray in Jesus' name, and you know you, you're not perfect, but you're right with God. You've repented of your sin. You've been washed, you've been cleansed, you've been sanctified, you've pled the blood. Your prayers, when you, every time you pray, it's like you get on the red phone straight up to glory. There's times I feel like i got to go get on the red phone. 
Huh? When your family's sick or the family going through something and you don't need, hey, I, I, I call a few people, hey, I need you to get on your red phone too. We're going to bombard heaven. We're going to say, Jesus is going to get a whole lot of phone calls right now. Paul and Silas in the midnight hour in Acts chapter 16, the Bible says they prayed and sang praises. And they began to pray. There was a phone ring, if you, spiritual phone ring going off in heaven. You know how God answered? He sent an earthquake and delivered them out of their prison cell. Francis Spellman once said, pray as if everything depended on God and work as if everything depended upon man. James 2.17 says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. When you pray, that is exercising faith. There's times when people will come up here in the front. We'll call the elders and we'll get the oil and we anoint them. And I don't feel the Holy Ghost every time we pray for people. You think, well, man. Should you feel, I don't, I, but I'm going to do according to the word of God, what God tells, in faith believing. You see, faith without works is dead. This is my, I believe God can. I'm going to do what I can do, expecting God will step in and do what he can do. And if we will be in one mind and one accord and write with one another, the righteous prayers or the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Church, as we enter into the season of the next 40 days of prayer and fasting, let's again pray for the body of Christ. Pray for our brother. Pray for our sister. Pray that we would be in one mind and one accord. Let's find our own prayer closet and pray for self. Say, that sounds selfish. Yes, it is. You need to pray, and I need to pray that my spirit is right. I need to humble myself and say, God, I, wanna, I need to be judged first before I try to judge anyone else. God, I want to make sure I'm right so that I can be a blessing to somebody else. So I'm calling us to find, calling you as church, as individuals. We are many members of one body. I'm asking every member to find some time to pray and to fast in your prayer closet. That doesn't necessarily have to be a real closet. It's just a time between you and God. A time where you can be real with God. Nobody knows. Nobody else looking around. Nobody else has to hear. Matter of fact, God, God said, Jesus said, God, Jesus is God, but Jesus said it's better that nobody else does hear. But that I hear. Sometimes it's easier to be honest with God when nobody else is listening, isn't it? Can you imagine if everybody came up here and was openly, brutally honest about their sin and what they were going through loudly? I guarantee there wouldn't be nobody else praying. They'd be going... I know they had that in their closet. <laughs> well, hello. Some people don't even want to go in the closet. Some people don't want to. I'm going to turn the blind eye to self. Can we just be brutally honest with ourselves? Not a single one of us are perfect, but we're forgiven.
Y'all are really quiet tonight. I know we're not running and shouting. Maybe next week. Mark 9, it's also recorded in Matthew. Brought a man, demon-possessed. Disciples prayed, nothing happened, and Jesus delivered him. He said, how come we couldn't do that? He said, some, some things, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we, as a church, are entering into this season of praying, prayer and fasting. And there's going to be some things driven out. But this, this, and I want to get to this part right here. This is awesome. He said, if you will deal with what is in private. What nobody else, if you'll look at yourself first, if you'll look at your own closet, if you'll look at in, if you'll do some introspection and intercede for yourself. He said, you can do that privately. Nobody else has to know. But you gotta be, if you'll be honest with yourself, he, what did the Lord say? Jesus said, I will reward thee openly. I will bless you openly. Let's Bind together in one mind, in one accord, and pray that we would have a spirit of unity. And for that to happen, that none of us have anything in secret. Achan sinned and he hid it in his tent thinking that nobody else, and what nobody else knew still cost everybody. The sin that he thought was hidden in his own little closet, nobody else knew but because he refused to deal with it in secret, God dealt with it openly. God help us to deal with what we need to privately. I want to... I want God to deal with my heart and my mind. God, if there be any wickedness, if there be any evil, if there be anything in me, any bad attitudes, God, search me. Oh, God, created me a clean heart. God, search me. Let me search my, let me, let me do some introspection and pray, God, if there's anything in my spirit or my mind, my, I don't want any bad will towards anyone. I want to love everybody. I want to pray for everyone because I want to be rewarded openly. I don't want God to judge openly. I wonder had Achan just, before they went to Ai, the next battle, I wonder if he had said, you know what, I got this stuff, and we're, gonna, we're not supposed to have it, we're going to, here, let me give it to where it belongs, give the gold, the silver, whatever, give it to the, the Levite, and let me, let me take these garments, let's just go ahead and burn these right now, we don't need these, let's just get rid of it. I wonder if his whole family would have been saved, but because he tried to hide it, it cost the life of his entire family in front of God and everybody. God help us. So I'm, I'm again praying, calling for a prayer and praying that we would pray for a spirit of love and unity. Then Nick will spend a few minutes talking about Peter and while he was in prison. I opened up my iPad and showed 
Brother Scott standing there. Acts 12. I have Acts 12 verses 5 through 17 right here. This is in my clothes. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise. He, Peter must have been thinking, I must be dreaming. I must be dreaming. I'm just walking right out of the prison. Everybody else is asleep. I'm just walking out with this angel. And he shows up to the house, knocks on the door, and Rhoda goes to the house and says, Who is it? It's Peter. Ha <laughs> ha, can't be. No, it can't be Peter. We're in here praying for Peter. He's, he's, he's locked up in a prison. Can't be. He's like, Am I still dreaming? Don't let anybody else limit your faith. When the miracle comes knocking, just open the door. And as we enter a season of prayer and fasting, I think there's some more miracles getting ready to knock on some people's door. There are going to be some backsliders come back knocking and say, Hey, can I come to church with you? Hey, can, I, can you help me pray? Can you help me get right? You're going to be thinking, We've been praying for them, and here they are. Open the door and lead them in. Let them in. When your miracle comes knocking, open the door and receive it. Just open the door. Yeah. Will you do that? When the miracle comes knocking to your house, the thing you've been praying and fasting about, just open the door. Yeah. Open the door. Can't be Peter. Can't be. He's, he's locked up. God's already done it. You know, there's probably a difference between your miracle and opening the door to your miracle. There's a difference between your miracle being performed and you actually receiving it. How many miracles have God performed that people didn't open the door to receive it? She got so excited, she went and said, hey, Peter's at the door. No, 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 it can't be Peter. We're still praying for him. Did you think this was going to have to be an all-night prayer meeting? Because God already did the work. <laughs> Some things take an all-night prayer meeting. Some things take prayer and fasting. But sometimes you pray and... Pfft. I like the... <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Can I be honest? I love it. God, would you bless them? There it is. Doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> Praise God. But believing that God is able and receiving the miracle are two different things. But I'm believing and I'm going to receive. We're going to open the door. We are going to open the door to revival. Because we are going to be in one mind and one accord in here. 
When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place, in one accord. In unity. Prayer works. And I'm, I'm closing. In the book of Judges, we find the story of Samson. Samson, huge, buffed out. Samson, sorry I can't give you the visual. <laughs> no object lesson here. Just imagine, okay? Here's big buff Samson. He sins and loses the anointing. Hair's cut, he loses the anointing, and he's enslaved by the Philistines, and they're making fun, they're making sport, they pluck out his eyes, and he's at the mill. Verse 26 of Judges 16, Samson says unto the lad that held him by the hand. They brought Samson to where they were to make fun of Samson. Suffer me, this is what Samson says, suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. He tells the boy, the lad, he's leading him and guiding him. They're, they're making fun of, here's the mighty Samson. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Look at Samson now. He's blind. He can't see. But they didn't, they didn't, Keep his hair. Interesting how his power was from a holy issue for him. That was hair that should have been uncut for him. It was a holy issue. It was a hair issue. Power, his anointing was derived from the holiness. Message there. His hair has grown out. And he says, lead me to the pillar. I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called, check this out, and Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee. And strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. The Bible says he took hold of the pillars. His hair had grown. Samson's faith said, just, just lead me to the pillars one more time. Because you see, the anointing hadn't come yet. But faith. That's why Samson's in the faith chapter in chapter 11. Samson said, if you could just get me back to the pillars. If, if, I, could just, if I could just have a few minutes to pray. The prayers... He had already repented. The prayers of a righteous man. The prayers of an anointed man. Availeth much. 
Samson had faced, get me to the pillars. Before he ever prayed, he said, just get me back to the pillar. And when he got to the pillar, he decided, he, he, he started to pray. And God avenged me. God, let, let your power come on me one more time. And the Bible says he got hold of both of the pillars and he brought the house down. And he killed more of the enemy in his own death than he did in his entire life combined. God, help our church to come back to the pillar of prayer. If we can get a hold of the pillar of prayer again. If we can revive our prayer closets again. God, help me to revive my prayer closet. God, help me to spend more time in prayer with you. God, help me. I believe the greatest miracle will let... We, the greatest miracles are even yet before us, but God, we're going to have to spend some time in prayer and fasting. So that's why I'm asking our church, I'm calling our church. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just asking. I'm just calling for us to enter into a season of prayer and fasting. For a spirit of unity holiness oneness to have a workable spirit that God can work through and the byproduct of this is going to be great revival more signs and wonders and miracles they were in one mind and one accord praying and guess what Peter was delivered out of a prison there's power in prayer they were all in the same house with the same purpose praying the same prayer Unity. As we all stand to this in this house, I don't necessarily feel an altar call, but I do feel a call to prayer. I wonder if we could lift up our hands and just begin to call on the Lord. Do a little interce interceding for our own behalf and our family. And God, that you would unite us. I pray, God, that you would unite us in one mind and one accord. God, I pray and ask that you would unite us the spirit of unity spirit of love God I ask you Lord I pray God we petition in Jesus name in Jesus name God we make our petition known to the very throne of God Jesus we call on your name we know revival's coming we believe miracles and signs and wonders are coming greater things are coming God, prepare us to receive. Give us hands to receive, hearts to receive the things of God. Can we just pray? Just take a moment to pray right now.